Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Who told you that? No one. What's up, Gator Nation? Welcome into the latest Gators Online show. Zach Albaverde, Nick Del Torre here, and we have scrimmage to talk about. Not practice, Nick. Scrimmage. Practice? Yeah, talking about practice? practice? Yeah, we've been talking about practice. We've been writing about practice, but now we actually have a scrimmage to do, to preview, and then we'll be uh, breaking it down on Friday after we hear from Billy Napier. We're going to give you guys another rapid reaction as requested uh, after we join you guys in the swamp following Florida's open practice on Saturday. Uh, it was great to catch that. The Gators have now had their first uh, full practice in pads, and now they're getting ready to uh, have their first scrimmage on Thursday in the Swamp at 1 p.m., so we'll be previewing that on today's show. We'll also give our takeaways from the first week of fall camp as well as some injury updates. Nick, how are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Uh, taping this before I go up to beautiful Savannah, Georgia, mm. uh, talking to the Savannah Gator Club. They haven't had a, a speaker in four years. No pressure for me. I'm sure it'll be... Uh, I'm sure it'll be good, uh, but I, I love Savannah. Um, went to Charleston two years ago um, when after after Florida played South Carolina, and me and the wife are going to be doing that again. Uh, so Let's go. It, it's it's behind enemy lines in Georgia, um, but uh, two, two beautiful two beautiful cities. So excited to talk to them, and uh, excited to you know fly our drone over the over the Ben Hill Griffin Stadium on Thursday and. And uh, get you guys some notes from from scrimmage. Yeah, we're we're gonna be uh, we'll be we'll be stocking the swamp. That, that's for sure. So make sure you guys stay locked in with Gators Online. And I uh, want to give a shout out to our new sponsor for this show. You guys have seen them previously on some of our recruiting episodes. Now they're gonna be sponsoring this show, and that is birds birddogs.com. And if you uh, see some of this gear that uh nick and i are wearing he's he's got the new hat as well that, that is all courtesy uh, of bird dog and uh, we've been showing off the khakis recently um but all of their uh gear that they have uh it's it definitely fits well this shirt is really really Butter. comfortable um perfect for this hot florida weather and the khaki shorts as well they're designed to slip uh, uh to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg giving you a truly sculpted look uh, and bird dog shorts do the same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. And uh, they they also are made with anti-stick sweat uh, fabric that keeps you cool and dry uh, through the whole day long. So make sure that you guys uh, go to birddogs.com slash gator and use our promo code gators to get a free tech hat with your purchase. That's what Nick is wearing on his head. And they also got a bunch of other merchandise on their site that you guys can check out. So definitely encourage you to do that. Let me tell you this, Zach. If if you are one of those guys that skips leg days, um, these joggers and the pants that they have, it'll make it look like you've been doing squats. The woman in your life, uh, she will appreciate your bird dog pants. They just sent me some joggers. Might have to wear those tonight. Well, and you were ecstatic when you found oh. out that they were. <laughs> I caught I caught the show with you and Keith, and you held up your shorts, and I was like, "Yo, did they get my address wrong? What happened here?" <laughs> Uh, and you were like, yeah, I haven't even worn them yet. I'm like, buddy, <laughs> Zach, come on, <laughs> just put those bad boys on. And, uh, you know, you'll probably be using the promo code, uh, to have some more sent to you. And then I went to the beach and I was like, wow, these are really nice. Nick. I, I, I didn't... They're, they're perfect. They're perfect for, um, my best man. Kyle says he only wears them when he goes swimming. Now, if he goes to the beach or he's in the pool, he wears his bird dog pants. Yeah. They've got that uh, the liner in it, you don't need to wear boxers, underwear. The liner is already in there for you. It's like a four-way stretch material. It's uh, very comfortable. Absolutely. We, we we got the shirts now to rock through uh, through fall camp and for this show as well. So definitely encourage you guys to go to birddogs.com. And also encourage you guys to stay locked to Gators Online because we will have scrimmage updates throughout the day on 
Thursday and then on Friday as well as we hear from Billy. But the Gators have had what are what are they at now, Nick? Seven practices? Just had their seventh practice on Tuesday. And let me tell you what. I wore a black T-shirt out to the field. And I think I was fighting for my life just to stay conscious. It was unlawfully hot. If, <laughs> if, if Congress could pass a law on the environment um, to not allow it to be hot, that would have been a, a felonious amount of heat on the practice field yesterday. Shout out to those guys. I mean, they're in full pads, <laughs> um, helmets. I'm out there fighting for my life in shorts and a t-shirt. It was sticky. It was hot. Would you say this has been the hottest fall camp? Yeah. I mean, yesterday might have been the hottest day I've ever been outside. Like I I'm, I'm old now. So, I mean, there, there were probably some hot days, like when I was playing baseball, but you're running around, you're doing stuff. Um, I'm old. You know, if I look outside or if I look uh, at my weather app and it says, hey, it feels like 104, I'm like, it feels like an inside day. <laughs> it feels like we should be in the IPF. Yeah, um, yeah. But, hey, like to you said, credit to the guys. Like, they have not been putting them inside there. Like, they have been brave in the heat and the elements, and they are certainly going to be conditioned for this fall. No question about it. And uh, we got to see that on Saturday. We will not get to see – uh, anything other than, you know, the viewing period on Thursday before the scrimmage. But a lot going down. I think obviously, most notably, Nick, is the quarterback position. And and seemingly we feel like we're going to come out of the scrimmage with a starter named. Um, but there's some other position battles, obviously, that are going to play out as well. Um, but what are your thoughts on where that stands? Will Billy name a starter on Friday? Yeah, I think so. When Billy was asked about it at SC Media Days, when do you want a starter? And I think it's a fair question. Like, hey, if your quarterback's your leader. Whether or not uh, your quarterback is like Treon Harris uh, or if it's Tim Tebow, it's that it's just the position. Mm -hmm. The position of quarterback is a leader on your team. And look, as the saying goes, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. I think Billy Napier was asked and said, hey, do you plan on naming a starter? So you have that leader. And he said, you know, I think we'll have one pretty soon. Um, and then when you look at the schedule and you say, okay, well, they'll have one more scrimmage. And it's kind of a, hey, you need to prove it one more time when, you know, the when the bullets are live and, and, yep. and we're actually playing football, not just going through individual drills, things like that. So I think it's Graham Mertz is job to lose. And I don't know that there's much opportunity for him to lose it outside of injury. I think I would fully expect – uh, Graham Mertz to be named the starter on Friday or Sunday. We don't have any. We, we get Saturday off. We get a nice uh, a nice day off. One we're getting one day off a week in fall camp, uh, but we get Saturday off. So I think Billy will name Graham Mertz the starter. Um, I was skeptical uh, on on this podcast. I wrote it because everyone was saying, "Man, Graham Mertz." Austin Barber said to us a couple times, "Zach, man, when I get here, his car is here. When I leave, his car is still here." And I thought. Well, he spent three years in an offense. He's got two years left to play, but really would only like to be here for one year and then, mm -hmm. you know, do well enough to be drafted and go to the NFL. So, yeah, of course, he's going to be in first, out last. He's trying to learn a brand new system and trying to win a job. Uh, and if he doesn't win a job, shoot, I already used my transfer portal. Like, how do I now I need to graduate and be a grad transfer? And he's not trying to do that. So to me, it was he's just doing what he has to do. Um, but that has made an impression on the staff. It's made an impression on his team. Every player that we talk to talks about Graham being a leader, being a coach on the field. Um, and to steal a line that Inky Johnson said, you need to, uh, I think it was, you need to show compassion and then lead or compassion, then challenge. Um, and when you show someone that you care, and I think what Graham has done by pouring himself into the, the team and into the playbook and into the workouts is he's shown the team that they care. And now in turn, when the bullets start flying in the game and he says, Hey man, you didn't run that route correctly. Or, Hey man, I just got stop peeling me up off the ground. You need to block that guy. Now that they know that he cares when he starts calling guys out in game, that means a little more uh, to, to them. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we heard from Damian George that he does that. He's he's a very vocal leader. He's telling guys where to get lined up. He's telling them what to do pre-snap. And I think his knowledge of the offense and Napier's system is has clearly picked up a lot from where it was in the spring. Not that he didn't have an understanding there, but he's just much more comfortable in it now. We could see that on the on the during the open scrimmage on Saturday. And I, I think and that, he, that should show up on on a Thursday as well. And he's not he's not Danny Werfel. He's not Kyle Trask. He's not going to ask to be asked to be Danny Werfel or 2020 Kyle Trask. Um yeah. I think this is an offense that's gonna ask him to throw the ball 20 times a game, 25 times a game. Um I think where he is now mentally, um, just grasping the playbook, I think he's more decisive. Uh, I think he knows where the ball needs to go based on what the coverage is. Okay, I know this is a pass play. I think my my first option should be taken out. So I'll go through my my progression, my read. First option is not there. Second option is not there. And then he'll just dump the ball off. Um, and he's fine, um, you know, dumping the ball off, taking the yard, two, three yards, uh, it, rather to not waste the play. So I think the the job he's done in the playbook has allowed him to start playing faster. Granted, we're only watching, you know, we've only watched a couple of 11 on 11 periods. But to me, that was my biggest takeaway from Saturday's open scrimmage was that Graham Mertz looks to be operating quicker. Yeah, he does. He, 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 and he threw the ball. Well, um, you know, I think the throws that they're going to ask him to make and the plays that he's going to have to make, he's more than capable of. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that if he has that comfort and he has that chemistry with his receivers, uh, that's going to help. We did not get to see him with Ricky Pearsall on Saturday, Nick, because he had an illness, but, you know, that, that was, you know, we'll get into some of the guys that have been sidelined, but that was one of the good things I think that came out of the open practice was we got to see other guys at positions where there's some battles. And, um, you know, maybe you had guys sidelined like a Shamar James or Ricky Pearsall, who you know is going to start. Uh, and then we get to see other guys. And, man, Marcus Burke, uh, he he really, I thought, looked good on, on Saturday. And I, I think that he's got a chance to, maybe if he doesn't start, um, maybe be that number four receiver in the rotation and just be much more involved in the passing game than he was last year. Yeah, I think it goes back to probably last spring. I think the biggest, I think Marcus Burke's biggest uh, hurdle is himself and uh, was almost kicked off the team last year, had some of his teammates kind of take his, get, uh, get his back and, and get him on the team. I think the biggest thing for him is if you don't start early or if you're not getting a bunch of passes early, don't, let that get in your head. Don't start pouting. Don't get down um, and, and outwardly express that because mm. that's not how you're going to end up getting more reps. The coaches, the older you get, uh, you know, pouting might get you into the lineup in T-ball, uh, but when you're in the minor <laughs> leagues, pouting is not going to get you to put it, put in the lineup. Yeah. Um, so he physically, he's tall. He's added weight. He's fast. He can catch the ball. Um, you know, I think Caleb Douglas right now outside of Ricky Pearsall is the best receiver, but Caleb Douglas has had some drop problems. Like Marcus Burke is as physically talented as Caleb Douglas. And, and, uh, I think he just needs to come to work with the right attitude. Yeah. And I think that we'll be looking to see or hear, should we say, cause we're not going to see, but here, who are some guys that stood out in the passing game? And we know what Ricky's going to do. Like you said, we know what Caleb Douglas is going to do. Um, who are the other guys that emerged? Uh, Billy got everybody fired up this week when he said Eugene Wilson cut it loose during mm. the first practice in full pad. So we'll see what it, you know he he and the other freshman receivers might be able to do in their first scrimmage setting. Um, and I think you know we I, I know b- both of us will want to know Nick what is Micah Mazuka able to do? Um, I think as we monitor that offensive line now, Richie Leonard has been out as well. But you know where is that offensive line at? in a scrimmage setting and even if Mazuka is still in a non-contact jersey is he able to actually still participate and you know have some blocks and uh you know take on some action because he did it on Saturday yeah um 
So like to me, what what's the fine line of that? You don't want him to get re-injured. You don't want him to show up on August 31st hurt, but you also don't want him to show up August 31st in non-football shape. And there's really mm-hmm. only way Billy talked about this a little bit on, on Monday. There's a big difference between being big, strong, and in shape, and then being in football shape. And I think that's yeah. probably one of the reasons why they're not, you know, in the indoor practice facility. But buddy, it's going to be like a crisp 54 <laughs> degrees in Salt Lake City on August 31st. You put these guys inside a little bit, but I think it's part of getting them in the heat and getting them into that football shape. So there's a fine line with Mike and Mazuka. Um, now, I think the, the surgery he had, you're not – expected to re-injure it easily it's not like a hamstring that kind of just like lingers you have surgery it's it, the ligament gets better and it gets stronger um, as you rehab and uh, i think it's encouraging to see him going through some of the drills it's been a great thing though for Najee harris and it's yeah. it's something that i openly questioned in the spring i was like why did they take Najee harris who was a center and move him to guard and take roger kearney who was a guard and move him to center um, and Kearney had some snap issues and I'm like, see, this is, this isn't working, but Najee Harris looks ready to go. Um, and, and, and playing as a freshman on the offensive line is hard. It, it's and easier interior to too. Yeah. It's easier to, the farther away you get from the football, the easier it is to play. Yeah. Um, you know, we see receiver freshman receivers play a lot. It's like, Hey, all you need to do is either block or run your route. Yeah. That's you it. like almost never see a starting true freshman center. It's just just hard it's to a find a lot of the lot of responsibilities. Or and if you do, you probably have like a junior or a senior guard, and then they give the guard all of the center's responsibilities. They give the older player the center's responsibilities to like, hey, identify the mic, uh, identify coverages, slide the offensive line. But typically, that's the center's job. I want to say you might remember this, Nick, but didn't Mike Pouncey play offensive line in two thousand and seven? And I want to say that. They had that. Like he didn't play center, I don't think. I think he played guard. Um, and they had to basically tell him what to do pre-snap. Yeah, he 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 so Marquise played center, and then when Marquise left after his junior year, Mike stayed. And Mike moved. No, it was it was center. I take that back. Mike played defensive line as a freshman. That's what it was. He was playing yeah. defensive tackle and had like no idea what he was doing, and they were just basically having to tell him what to do before the play every snap. Um, hey, B, Mike, B gap. Get, yeah. get, get in the B gap. I mean, he's an offensive lineman, so he speaks the language. Um, I think the other big thing, Nick, obviously coming out of the scrimmage, everyone will want to know who won. Who Man. won? Did the offense win? Did the defense win? I think oh. in, in the spring game, it's fair to say the defense won. Um, and I think that was a good sign. <laughs> I mean, but. I don't know. Like, what do you think fans would want if they had to pick a side of the ball to win? It would you think they'd prefer to see the offense look better in this scrimmage or, or the defense continue to dominate? Well, some fans are completely unreasonable. Like I saw you say, hey, uh, you know, Dijon Mustard got two picks and a bunch of fans are just like, well, who threw the ball? And it's like, can you just celebrate the freshman who had a couple interceptions no. and then realize like. Hey, he's a freshman. He's been on campus for two weeks. He's probably not going against the first team and start deducing that. But like you, like there's some fans that, that no matter what you tell them, Hey, the defense had a great day. Oh, the offense is going to suck. Here we go again. We're going to have to watch this terrible offense for a whole other season. Like, it's like, okay, so maybe, maybe we'll just no notes, no (laughs) notes from the scrimmage. Uh, We'll see you guys in August, August 31st. Um, I think you'd want to see, uh, positive notes about the offensive line. Um, and we'll get into, I wouldn't get into that now, but like the offensive line I'm looking at and I'm thinking thin. Um, I thought, I think, I think that Florida is going to try to run the football. So you want to see positive notes about the offensive line, the Florida's defensive line. You lost, um, you lost a couple guys from the defensive line and all you did was flip the room by adding Caleb Banks, by adding Cam, um, You've got Chris McClellan back. Desmond Desmond Watson's back. You've got Tyreek Sapp. So you've got a line. Last year, um, uh, Jervon Dexter played 630 snaps as a defensive tackle. Uh, Des Watson played almost 400 snaps. You're not going to have numbers like that this year. Um, 
because you can rotate guys in and out. Now it's not like Georgia. I remember, I remember sitting there um, in Jacksonville and, and like Georgia would do like a, like a hockey line switch and they would just like bring in the other line. Yeah. And then all of those guys were still four stars, five stars. And you're like, okay, well that's ridiculous. That second team offensive line would start at Florida or would start at Tennessee. Um, but that's kind of what they're building to. So with the, ability to kind of bring in different bodies and keep everyone fresh on the defensive line. You don't have that ability on the offensive line. Yeah. Like those guys just need to be better conditioned. So to me, I would, if I'm a Florida fan, I'm looking and saying, I want to see positive offensive line notes because the offensive line is going to be uh, part of the reason why Florida will have success or won't have success on offense this year. Maybe Graham not running around as much as he was in the spring game yeah. would be a good note. <laughs> No more uh, uh, watch out blocks where, where you just turn around and yell at the quarterback, watch out. Yeah. I, I One thing, if I have a request for any Florida folks, anybody inside the building that is tuning into this podcast, can we get a live mic, a mic'd up Austin Armstrong for the first scrimmage, please? On um, pay-per-view because I, I, don't think, I don't think it'll be uh, uh, PG. I still love the scene from the This is the Swamp episode where he's trying to get Kamari Wilson's attention pre-snap, and he is just screaming his name like 20 times, Kamari, Kamari. And then when he finally gets in attention, Kamari looks at him and goes, right there. <laughs> he like very calmly told him where to go. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is his first time, or not should I say first time in fall camp um, calling plays, but, again, can't overstate the fact that you are having a new defensive coordinator, and this is um, there's still some newness there, even though he knows the system. He's been here since the spring. Um, but do those guys pick up where they left off? And are they, if they are able to dominate or make have a bunch of plays or, or create some turnovers, um, I think that's going to bode well coming out of the scrimmage. Yeah, that'll be a big thing. So the offensive line, um, I, I talked a little bit to uh, Rob Sale after, and uh, it's funny because if you ask a offensive line coach, how many guys would you do you need? Uh, the answer is always more. I would like more offensive linemen, please. Um, was Oliver Twist? Please, sir, can I have some more? Um, but realistically, you know, you rarely get you know ten guys that that you trust and you feel comfortable with, and mm -hmm. and you never get uh, you know the NCAA football. Uh, you know, when you're in your dynasty mode, and it's like, all right, well, the left tackle went down, so I just put in the backup left tackle. You don't have, you're not the too deep on offensive line isn't really the too deep because hold on, it, shout out to the NCAA coming back too. Yeah, um, but it's not the too deep. No, but it's like you know, if 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 Mike and Mizuka goes down, does Najee Harris just come in, or does Richie Leonard slide over to left, sure. and then does somebody else go to right, or if 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 the center goes down, is it? You know, it's a there's you're always moving pieces. Yeah. Um. So I, when I look at the offensive line, who are the eight? Here, your starting five would be left to right: uh, Austin Barber, Micah Mazuka, Kingsley Aguakin, uh Richie Leonard, and Damian George. And then I go through to, how do we, how do you get to eight? I think Najee Harris is one of those. Um, I think Jake Slaughter is one of those. And then maybe Lindell Hudson, but you haven't really seen Lindell a lot. Yeah. He is a veteran. So like I think you're I right on think... six and seven because remember that was that was those were the two guys that Rob Sale named at the start of camp. It was like who impressed him over the offseason. He said Slaughter and Najee. So that makes sense. But yeah, and then I, I, I agree with you too. I think Lindell would probably be the eighth, but he hasn't practiced since the first day of fall camp. So you know, who steps up in his absence. I think Bryce Lovett has been the guy that's been getting reps at right tackle. But um, I would assume that he would still probably get that as well. So, uh, and also on on the defensive side, uh, because of Shamar James's absence, you've got a lot of guys, uh, which we'll get into Shamar in a later segment, but you got a lot of guys that are getting reps at inside linebacker, and this is big for them. I mean, we're talking about the quarterback position, all the – uh, you know, things that come with that. Well, the quarterback of the defense as well uh, is having to get replaced uh, with both of those spots. Amari Bernie and Ventrell Miller both moving on to the NFL. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, we will be there for the viewing period. 
and then we'll be working the phones trying to figure out what happened after practice ends on Thursday. So make sure you guys stay locked to Gators online. Uh, not only Thursday, but Friday as well. We'll be back with uh, Billy's next press conference to see what he had to say about the first scrimmage. So um, definitely looking forward to seeing how all that plays out. Uh, before we get to the next segment, want to give a shout out uh, to our sponsor, My Perfect Franchise. Uh, are you ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream looking for a side hustle while working your current job or wanting to diversify, build wealth and, or leave, leave a legacy. Andy can help. Andy is a franchise consultant as well as a franchise owner and helps people find franchises that fit their skill sets, financial requirements, time to commit and more. His services are 100% free and he's here to help. If you have any questions about business ownership, you can learn more and contact Andy anytime at myperfectfranchise.net or call or text him at 404-973-9901. And as we preview the scrimmage, we also take time to review the first week of fall camp. Uh, Gators have had seven practices. I think, what is it, 15 total that they will get uh, before they start prepping for the season. So we're about to be at the halfway point after this scrimmage. Uh, is through Nick. We, we've already covered some positions and some players, uh, but just in general, what are your kind of takeaways from the first week of camp? Uh, whether it's this team, uh, the roster as, as a whole, some some personnel groupings. Like, what are some takeaways that that really stuck out to you during the first week of practice? Um, I'll do like a positive and, and a negative. And I think first is a positive: the running back room is as advertised. We have not overhyped them. This is a great running back room. Um, a caveat to that would be going back to the offensive line and, and the running backs can't block and run for themselves. Um, so you need to have somebody block. I think the linebacking, the linebacker room, you lost over a hundred uh, in like 20 um, starts games played when you lose Ventrell and Amari. Um, and you flip that room um, by bringing in Manny, nunnery by bringing in trahaja mitchell um by bringing in um blanking on the third name um by bringing in all these guys and and i think shamar james going down you get to see a little bit more main nunnery you get to see more scooby williams certainly more Derek wingo um but i like the linebacker room uh the biggest room i'm gonna have questions about going into the season are the safeties um i think kamari wilson has looked a little bit better um but i don't know that I feel really comfortable with Kamari Wilson and Miguel Mitchell. I've seen Miguel Mitchell get run over in spring practice. I saw him get run over on Saturday. You need your safeties to not get run over. You're, you're the last line of defense there. And if a guy's putting his helmet in your chest uh, and then stepping on your shoulder pads uh, on the way to the end zone, that's you can't get away with that at safety. So um, I like what I see from Jordan Castell. Uh, he's getting better. He's playing a bunch with the second team. And, and I think we'll be a guy that plays as a freshman, a bunch. Yeah. And can he work his way into a starting role? RJ Moten, um, there was a stat that uh, he hadn't given up a pass or a touchdown in coverage um, his entire career. Receivers are a little bit faster here, Zach. And, and, and I watched him give up a couple during some goal line drills. And granted, that's a goal line drill. And um, I remember turning to Mark Hockey and being like, hmm. I don't think RJ Moten should be covering Eugene Wilson uh one-on-one -on -one at the goal line. He's like, yeah, this is just a, this is just a drill. I don't think that's, you know, how it would work out in a game. I'm like, good. Cause that didn't go well for RJ. Um, but you know, I'll tell you, I, I I'll tell you, you who did, I'll tell you who did cover Trey Wilson. Good. at The goal line was Sharif Denson, mm -hmm. man. Shout out to Zach Goodall. He got a great clip of those two going one-on-one -on -one, and you saw that and you're like, man, here's an example of iron sharpens iron. Like yeah. these two dudes going one-on-one -on -one in practice for the next three, four years is going to be huge. Um, So safety is my big concern. I, I yeah. really like Jason Marshall. I think last year I thought, man, maybe Jason Marshall just isn't the player that we built him up to be. And that's more on us than on him. And now that I think the, uh, the coverages are different, you're not playing off ball. You know, it's yeah, not he's playing press. Through. It's not third and three, and the cornerbacks lined up eight yards off the ball and backpedaling. Um, 
you're getting more press man coverage. So I think that's the kind of I think that's the kind of cornerback that he is. And he was asked to do something that is not his strong suit. Coaches say all the time, we need to find what our players do well and put them in those positions. And then last year they were like, ah, Jason Marshall's great uh, when he can get his hands on the on the receiver at the line of scrimmage. But what if, what if Zach, we had him dropping coverage instead? Line him up off the line of scrimmage, and then had him just play like his own. How about that? Maybe maybe that'll work. Um, and they are the playing other... more man this year, according to uh, Devin yeah. Moore. I think you're going to have to play more man because I think this this defense, what we were promised Patrick Tony would do, and being aggressive and bringing you know the creeper in and 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 having all these exotic blitz packages that would never shown up. Uh, I think you're going to actually see more of that. And you saw something in the spring game. We were told. Before the spring game, hey, they're not really going to blitz. Uh, it's going to be pretty vanilla on defense. We're just going to try to do some things. And Austin Armstrong was like, ah, I think they wanted me to do that, but this is the first time fans are going to see me, and we're going to bring some blitzes. <laughs> Don't tell the offense, but we're, but we're going to blitz. <clears throat> I think you're going to see a more aggressive Florida defense. I don't know if it's you know uh, Todd Grantham and Gage 8 <laughs> aggressive, uh, but I think you're going to see more blitzing. And, and if you're doing that, then you either need to drop and play like a cover three, uh, zone, or you yeah. need to just say, Hey, Jason, uh, we're bringing eight. You need to take your man and just take him out of the play, please. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. Um, uh, so, so overall to start, you know, Billy opened his, his, uh, first presser of fall camp with this. And I thought, I, I think that it showed up on the practice field, but like these dudes are faster. They have gotten fast uh, as a football team, and they have guys that have improved their speed. Like Trevor Etienne is faster than he was this time a year ago. Um, some some of their receivers are faster than they were. Caleb Douglas is faster than he was this time a year ago. I'm convinced of that. Um, I, I, what was the number he said that they had Max Velo guys? It was like over fifty, right? Um, it was a ridiculous number. So. You know, you, you always show up in camp and, you know, you want to see the, the gains that are made from the strength and conditioning program, especially from a um, guys that bulked up or guys that lost weight. But like and, and that's happened, too, across the board. But I will say that like this team looks faster and for them to have two full time speed coaches on staff and <laughs> Tiger Jones and Ed Thompson, I would expect that. And I, I think that that's shown up. Um, so so that's number one. Uh, I, I think number two, this was already kind of trending this way um, in the spring. But, like, not only are some of the best players on Florida's roster guys that Billy and his staff brought in, but I think also, more importantly, at certain positions where they've upgraded, it's because of guys that have been added by them you know they're better uh like even along the offensive line because of bringing in guys like Najee Harris and Micah Mazuka. um they've improved their their secondary obviously by bringing in some of the guys that they got uh, in RJ Moten I mean if you were starting two sophomore safeties this season that would not have been an ideal situation and now you add uh, RJ Moten to that secondary uh, along the defensive line obviously um Caleb Banks and uh, Cam Jackson have not only improved your defensive line depth and your rotation, but like those are probably your starters and two best players. And and, and they were added by this staff. Um, so, and then, Hey, even at the quarterback position, like they brought in a transfer last year and Jack Miller, um, maybe he's not uh, progressed to the point that they would have hoped and to go out again and, and go get another guy. Um, you can't miss twice, Nick. Like you can't go get two portal quarterbacks. I you mean, could. you can, um, but like I think it was important for them to hit on Graham Mertz. And again, he hasn't played a game yet, but to me, it's clear that he's going to be the starter. And I, I think he's going to work out for this team. I think he's going to do a good job. And if he does, that's another box that has been checked. Um, so I, I just think talent wise this team and this personnel has gotten better and it's because of the guys that they've added from uh the the transfer portal and the high school ranks and billy's been touting that 
for months, but I, you know, I've seen it on the field. I don't know what you think, Nick. Yeah, it by my count, um, there's including walk-ons. There's like roughly seventy players, new players that Billy Napier and his staff have recruited, whether that is portal walk-on or in the two recruiting classes. So that's a significant number. If you've got 120 guys on the team, 70 of them um, are, you know, quote unquote, your guys. Um, so there's, there was a lot of belly aching about not, uh, you know, not getting guys in the portal or not doing this or that or recruiting. Something. Like there's a lot of new guys and a lot of new faces. So yeah. um, I think the guys, the, the best guys, for the most part, I think the best players on the team are guys that Billy Napier and his staff recruited. Whether that's, you know, uh, Trahajan Mitchell, who's going to start and play most of your snaps at, at middle linebacker, or what, that's Ricky Pearsall, who's your best receiver. Um, Michael both Masuka. of your running, both of your running backs. One's from the transfer portal. Two, two are from the transfer portal, and two you recruited. Um, I think Mike and Mazuka, your starting left guard, uh, could be your best uh, line uh, offensive lineman. If not, he was there. Austin he was Barber. there. Highest. Austin Barber's a, a holdover. Austin Barber yeah. would be an exception to that rule. And he was a, and, and Mizuka was also their highest rated uh, transfer signing as well, too. So I think it, between uh, him, it, between him and those two defensive linemen, like that, that changes the, the whole dynamic of the line of scrimmage yeah. for the Gators, you know? Um, so, and, and then I think just, uh, you know, I mean, I, I mentioned it earlier, but, you know, I'm a fan of Austin Armstrong. Like, I, I think that I like the hire a lot. You know, um, you know, I think any time that you you hire a coach that's that young to be a coordinator, um, you know, it might grab some attention. But, man, like, I, I think that that guy has rubbed shoulders against the two best co- coaches in college football. And there's something to be said for that. And I think there's something to be said about – the way that he goes about his job because of that and how, how well the DC that he is at this age uh, because of being exposed to Kirby smart um, and the little bit that it's up time that he spent with Nick Saban. Um, but he just on the practice field, like Princely said it. So, you know, I've seen it, I felt it, but Princely said it as well. Like the difference between Patrick, Tony and Austin Armstrong, like, uh, and it's not that one is right or wrong. There are plenty of DCs, that are low key, that don't show a lot of energy, um, that are just, you know, kind of methodical maybe in how they go about dialing up plays and they're just not rah-rah guys and are very successful. Kevin Steele, um, you know, a bunch of veteran coaches that you probably fall into that category. Patrick Tony was in that mold. He was, uh, didn't talk a lot, wasn't a very loud, energetic coach. Um, and I think as, as Princely described, he would usually be at like a four and Austin Armstrong is like out of 10 at all times. He is um he's his coaching style and his energy is just different. And I, I think that it's going to and has made a difference. Um, you know, again, all that rah-rah stuff is is meaningless if you don't have a good guy that's calling plays and he's good with X's and O's, which Austin is. Um, so he's got the background, he's 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 got the chops. Um, and then I think the energy that he's brought to that defense is, is, is part of the reason why they've made strides. And I think come along as a unit, um, how much is that going to make a difference this season? How much is it going to improve them in the rankings, in, you know, for defense and total defense and some of those other categories? I don't know, but I, I am, I, pre, I feel pretty confident in saying they are going to be better. Um, and, and not only are they not going to be better, they're definitely not going to be as bad or anywhere near as bad as they were last year. Um, and I think that's part of the personnel that they've added and upgraded, but that's also has to do with Austin Armstrong and him coming over to take over the, de- uh, the defense. Yeah, certainly, uh, louder, um, more energetic and, you know, there's more than, uh, one way to skin a cat. Uh, sorry, Peter, uh, just an expression. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's more than one way to do things. Uh, I think the players react more, um, are, are reacting more to, to Austin Armstrong and, and the way that he handles his business or the way that he goes about, uh, his business. And, and there's one thing, and it's been asked about a bunch, like they also, I think Austin Armstrong gets the 
you know, ADHD of the younger generation. Um, and, and it's like, okay, we will do 15 minutes of on the chalkboard video, you know, showing stuff is like, then we need to get up and we need to like walk through and do physical activity to do that. Because if I sat here for an hour and just talked, I don't know that that's all going to sink in. I think that's something that has helped the, the players and some of the guys have spoken to that just being like, yeah, we do like a segment of, you know, learning and installation. And then we get up and we walk through it. And that helps mm -hmm. me a lot. Um, me, that's how I would learn. Um, I would, I would be snoring if, if you just talked for an hour uh, and, and it would show up on the field. That's for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, it, it is interesting the the teaching dynamic, um, you know, and then also the, you know, the, I wrote about it kind of how he starts off his meetings. Uh, he calls it out of yourself and into the team, but, uh, he likened it to Sunday service at church, Nick, um, where y'all get up and shake your neighbor's hand at the beginning of every service. But it is, um, it is unique. Like they didn't do it last year. I don't know how many places do that. Um, and for a unit that has had some chemistry issues and is, you know, call it like it is two years from removed from players basically calling out their DC in press conferences post game. Um, I think the chemistry of that room and that unit has come a long way between players and DC. Um, and you can't tell me that that doesn't impact, you know, the result that we get on the field. So um, we'll see how that manifests in this first scrimmage and throughout the rest of fall camp. Um, but certainly Austin is, is someone that has stood out to me and his impact that he's had on this defense. Um, Want to get to our next sponsor before we wrap up this show and uh, give a shout out to uh, Prairie Dental Center. The doctor is a UF grad who's practiced in Gainesville for three decades and has developed a deep understanding of how to diagnose and treat various dental problems, along with advanced skills and knowledge to provide more effective and efficient care to his patients. If you're having dental concerns or just need a cleaning, Prairie Dental Center offers a wide range of personalized care options to meet your individual needs. Give their office a call at 352-373-3431. Tell them Gators Online sent you and your first patient exam will be free. Now, we have already mentioned some of the injuries that the Gators have been dealing with in fall camp. Uh, do want to kind of give a full rundown of where things stand right now heading into the first scrimmage. Um, I guess we can start with a guy that we haven't really mentioned yet, and that is Devin Moore. And I think Billy provided a pretty positive update on him uh, this week when he met with the media uh, to let us know that uh, despite Devin missing the open practice with what was described as an uh, upper body injury, uh, Billy says that he's in return to play protocol. And uh, on Monday, he said that he should be back in a couple of days. Um, so, you know, I, is he going to be ready or play yeah. in the scrimmage? I don't know. But the fact that he's saying that this is only going to be a couple of days that's keeping him out, I think it's a very positive update because I think the concern where there when you heard uh, upper body injury was his shoulder that, that he's been dealing with. Yeah, and, and Billy was asked a bunch. So like, Brian Kelly is getting ready for what will end up being, like, federal oversight. And he's releasing three times a week an injury report, like the NFL does. You know, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're getting an injury report. Um with gambling coming, uh, Penn National, Penn Gaming just signed a deal with ESPN to be their official sports book. Like betting is here. Um, it's pervasive through all sports. It's now in college sports. Um, I, the University of Iowa knows that very well with what they're going through. Um, yeah. So I think Billy is, and it's just my opinion, but getting ready for that and setting a precedence. And now we're only saying it's a lower body injury or it's an upper body injury. Your head is, is, is on your upper body. Um, your arm, you know, your arm kind of hangs down past your, past your waist. So maybe a finger injury would be a lower body, but, but it's still was your it, arm. It's still your upper body. Was it will who would describe things as, Oh, he's got an arm. He's got a leg. Yeah, he's got a leg. You're like, oh, thank God. Uh, thank God he has one. Does he have two? Uh, he's got an arm. That was Will Muschamp, yeah. Um, but then I think you get into speculation. Devin Moore just had shoulder surgery that caused him to miss the last seven games and spring practice. So when you say 
upper body injury instantly, your mind goes to, oh, no, did Devin Moore re-injure his shoulder, which could keep him out for the entire year. Mm -hmm. um, so when you're vague, it leaves room for worry and speculation, um, which is not what Billy <laughs> wants to have happen. He doesn't want people, especially us, speculating about injuries. Yeah. Um, but when you're vague, that's going to happen. So I think it's I think it's Billy getting ready. And Billy even said, like, hey, this is coming. Like, we're going to have some like federal oversight with gambling coming in. You're gonna end up having to do, you know, NFL style injury reports, things like that. Yep. Um, it's it's very like hockey coach of him. Like in hockey, there's just lower body, upper body, uh, uh, lower body, upper body injuries. Like Shamar James was a lower body injury, and then we saw him on Saturday with a gigantic knee brace. But Billy wouldn't say that it was his knee, um, but it's certainly not his ankle. <laughs> it's it's Didn't not his hip. Like it's not his hip. wasn't wearing a hip brace you know wearing a knee brace so like we've always since the injury happened we've said it's his knee it's his knee and billy was yep it's his lower body it's like, the, whole, the whole thing <laughs> and we and we got some uh some timetable on that that was a uh, monday that he said send seven to ten days on shamar james's return you're going to err on the side of caution so I would think, you, Nick, that you're you can afford to do that right now. Like you have, uh, it's August 9th. You've got three weeks. Um, and Shamar James has been running with the ones. Like Shamar knows the defense. He's not missing out on learning anything. He's not getting worse by getting healthy. And I think if it's a situation, I think, where if you, if seven days was Tennessee, like if he got hurt, if he did this uh, Saturday against McNeese and had seven days to play for Tennessee, I think you're not erring on the side of caution. I think Shamar James is going out there, um, you know, with with uh, a shot and, and not even feeling his knee and playing against uh, Tennessee. But right now in camp, you have you're afforded the luxury of, of giving him more time to rest. So question. He said seven to ten days on Monday. The 14th would be uh, a seven days um, from when he said that. Eight, nine, and 10 would be the 17th. And then, Nick, the Gators scrimmage for the second time in fall camp on the 18th. 11 no days. No need. No need. 11 days after. You sure? There's no need for him to scrimmage. Like, you know what you're getting in Shamar James, I feel like. Like, for Hodgson Mitchell uh was basically in bubble wrap all spring because it's a guy who's had injuries in the past um mm -hmm. and you just need to get him to august like hey we don't yeah. need him we don't need him to have shoulder surgery from wrapping somebody up um we just need to get him to august i think with shamar going down last week you need to get him to august uh mm -hmm. and you're not going to find out something new about shamar james in the second scrimmage now, they might let him play, but I'm saying you're not going to find out something new uh, that will change your opinion of Shamar James in the second scrimmage. So that's your starting middle linebacker next to Trahajan Mitchell. And if he goes out there and hurts his knee or gets dinged up, what did you accomplish by having him out there in the second scrimmage, you know, even if he was fully cleared to play? Now, a, a football coach might say he's fully cleared to play. The doctor says he can play. He wants to play. We played him. But to me, you're not gaining much. Yeah, and he is one of guy, uh, one of several guys. I think that will be maybe uh, wondering how much they participate in the second scrimmage. Um, another guy, obviously, will be Micah Mazuka. Will he at that point? Will he have shed his non-contact jersey and be full go? Um, that's something we'll find out. Uh, we're still waiting to see when Hudson is going to be back. Um, he again has not practiced since the the first practice after having that minor car accident that he's recovering from. So um, I think he was in a concussion protocol. So uh, when is he going to come back? And also when is Richie Leonard going to come back? How long will he be uh, in a non-contact Jersey? That's something that we're going to continue to monitor. Um, and I think a positive note on the offensive line in terms of injuries was Cam Waits, I think making um, a sooner than expected return to action, mm -hmm. Nick. Yeah, and so when we – I made, like, the distinction. When you're reading our intel and our observations uh, on Gators Online, uh, when I in the section where we have 
who's in non-contact jerseys, it'll say non-contact next to him. Like Mike Mazuka, it just said non-contact. He's going through stuff. And then there's a difference between being in non-contact and like Arliss Boardingham going through running and still practicing a little bit. And then guys like Richie Leonard and, and Cam Waits yesterday were off to the side uh, with the strength staff just doing like lifting and stuff, working with medicine mm-hmm. balls, working with bands, like clearly just going through rehab. That to me is more significant of an injury. Like, hey, you're not even going through blocking drills with the offensive line. Mike and Mazuka is going through blocking drills with the offensive line, and Richie Leonard and Cam Waits were not. So I think there's degrees to the non contact, black non contact jersey. Uh, and it's certainly not good to see Richie Leonard in the worst degree of, yeah. of the black non contact jersey, you know, working off to the side. Especially when you already got one of your guards limited already, you know yeah. what I mean, and 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 you're having to rely on a true freshman basically to be that that third option. Um, mm-hmm. So um, that probably presents opportunities for guys like Christian Williams, uh, Jalen Farmer potentially. Um, so we'll see how how this plays out. We'll continue to monitor these uh, injuries throughout fall camp. Ricky Pearsall's back, uh, so that was just a little quick illness that he dealt with. Um, so we'll see who is available on Thursday for the scrimmage and uh, who's available the following week for scrimmage number two. So make sure that you guys stay locked with Gators Online. I want to uh, give a shout out to our uh, final sponsor, and that's uh, RogueShop.com. And um, want to encourage all Florida fans to go to RogueShop.com if you have issues sleeping, chronic pain, and or anxiety and stress. Rogue Shop sells CBD, THC edibles, smokables, and vapes, as well as handcrafted bath salts, soaps, candles, massage oils, pain creams, and topicals. Rogue Shop is a true small business. They have five employees and make all of their products with their own cannabis grown in their manufacturing facility. Visit RogueShop.com. That's R-O-G-U-E Shop.com. And... Uh, that'll do it for this week's Gators Online show. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, we will be joining you guys once again on Friday post Billy Napier to kind of give a wrap up on the first scrimmage of fall camp. Uh, some of the things that we were able to uncover and what Billy had to say on Friday. So make sure you guys uh, stay tuned for that. For Nick Del Torre, I'm Zach Albuquerque.